Uh, Adam Pengilly, good morning. How are you, mate? (laughs) Morning, boys. You should just keep Jeff on for half an hour. He was entertaining there. He was (laughs) excellent. Apart from him bagging my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, he brought up a good point. I know Dave Stanley makes a lot of comments on this program that go unchecked, but didn't he say at one stage last week, Jerry, he says, didn't he say about you got more in work than Chris Waller or something like that? Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, by the way, what did you make of the football yesterday? Um. I must admit, Loz, I was driving out to Cogra yesterday, so I didn't catch a whole lot of that Tigers and Knights game. You've done yourself a favour then. Yeah, I know. Good, you're one that shouldn't bag them then. (laughs) The Tigers bashing started round two. Let's face it. So it should. So it should. It it has been, and I've even got to about 30 of the text messages. Fair enough. To get into them. I reckon round one, you get a little bit of leeway. Yeah. But, oh my God. It's on. Embarrassing. I was going to give him five or six weeks. I was going to try and give him five or six weeks. From the bits and pieces I saw there yesterday, it's it's hard to do it. And you, and you, you look at their draw. They've had two games to start the season at Leichhardt against two teams who most people are not expecting to make the finals this year in the Titans and the Knights. And quite frankly, from what I've seen, they've butchered both games. They've had so much ball and so much possession and so many opportunities and just haven't been able to, to ice those games. And i Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, Loss. Again, I didn't watch the whole game properly. At one stage, did they move Dane Laurie to the wing and Charlie Staines looked like he was playing fullback yeah. towards the end there? And they just look like they're panicking in attack, just oh. playing scoreboard pressure and just panicking. Well, even Appy has caught the bug because Appy was making errors and forcing the play more than he's ever done in the past at, at Penrith. Mm. And I, I was just shocked because they were making the same errors and just it was, it was I don't know. It was like they were just forcing everything. They were panicking. I think there was it's no like, control yeah. in the halves. There was no control. I feel like they're only going to get one chance to score a try. Yeah. So, yeah. so risk everything, everything to yeah. take it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's, <laughs> there's another 60 minutes left on the clock. Like, take a breath. Or yeah. you've got another five tackles. Yeah. But it's like one chance. Rightio, you just, we've got to put everything into it. Yeah. And, and I'm a neutral watching that game, oh, yet I was getting frustrated. Right. So mm. if, if you're I'm a neutral getting frustrated, I can only imagine what a West Tigers uh, supporter would be, yeah. would be would be feeling like. But as I said, I had a, a couple of mates on a chat group that were West Tigers supporters, mate. Oh, they were they were going off their well, heads. I think the off other thing head. as well, because at the start of the year, I think you know Tim Sheens and everyone know, and Benji Marshall and Robbie Ferris. I think there's the expectation that even if our defence isn't what it needs to be, mm. we expect our attack to be a hell of a lot better. Mm. I, mm. I reckon our attack's worse than our defence at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, well, that's fair. But I, I, again, this is no comparison to 2005. But correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but in 2005, they started off ordinary too, I think, the Tigers. Yeah. And then um, they just all of a sudden found their rhythm and then away they went. I, I don't think this side is... Mate. I, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not... Is this recorded? Yeah, I, I, I love I, that statement. No. I want you to take the first bit back. Oh, you go, yeah. no, this is exactly no, no, no. like 2005. No, 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 no. So, so what I'm saying wow. is teams can improve. Oh, well, I hope so. Right? And improve quickly. <laughs> yeah. But but again, yesterday they just made the same sort of errors. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm. It just looks manic, doesn't it, Loz? It's just it's just, it's just manic oh, all over the park, yes. and that's that, yeah. that's that's the issue. Like it's it's one thing to want to be able to play this style of football, but you've got to know the right manner to play it, know when to pull it back, and know when to to, to pop the, push the pass and, and be able to push the limits, I suppose. And 
they don't seem like they've found that happy median yet. They're just they're completely just all over the place with with the style of play they want to play in attack with ball in hand. So. I don't know. Tim's got a big job, and Benji they've got a, they've got a huge job to try and figure that out. And do you reckon Benji's getting an insight into what it's like <laughs> to be an NRL head coach at the moment? I think he would do. <laughs> but, but again, I think we all thought there'd be some teething problems at the start. Yeah. We all thought that it was the right move, um, and Tim was going to wear these bruises. But it's a long-term plan for the Tigers, not a short-term t- uh, turnaround. Um, but but how, how do you sell that to the fans, Boswell? How do you honestly sell no, that to the fans? You can't. I mean, after, <laughs> two weeks in a row, what they've dished up, unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. After after the last decade they've had, and you talk about a, a long-term plan, like the fans, it's hard for them to cop, mate. They, they, they just want to see some results on the field now. So anyway, All right. yeah, we'll see how they go. Let's talk some racing. And, uh, well, uh, I know I wasn't the only one, but uh, I was one of those who jumped off Espiona after oh. not – registering anything in the spring and uh, I, 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 there was expletives put it that way when uh, she hit the line I wasn't on on Saturday yeah you're not the only one Jared I, I must admit I, I had to give her a wide berth probably going back at least four or five runs now but we, we know she's talented we know that no and we doubt. know that Chris Waller is a genius trainer but he's found something in it the last couple of starts hasn't he obviously down in Melbourne then back to Sydney and there was a lot a lot of pre-race talk about where these horses are just better than Melbourne way of going and, and couldn't handle the Sydney way of going but she certainly proved that wrong there on the weekend and she has this horrible tendency to lay in and going on the Sydney leg there uh, on Saturday she probably found the right part of the track towards the rail because that's where she wants to be I think so another beautiful ride by Michael D Jeez, he's become a go-to man for Chris Waller hasn't he he's best striking a really good combination at the moment I, I just want to quickly mention the the run of the the runner-up pride of Jenny she was absolutely enormous on speed going fast tempo she was attacked early and then to be beaten only a, a very very narrow margin it was an enormous run by her at 30 to 1 so whatever Kira Murray and David Eustace did to get that mare ready for that Coolmore Classic on the weekend, she was sensational. She's a belter, was excellent as well. She loomed up, looked like the winner, just couldn't quite finish off the race. And obviously there were some excuses for Ana Visto who pulled up severely lame, the favourite there. But take nothing away from Espiona. She's got her group one. And I just wonder if she's got that confidence now to go on with it and win a couple of other major feature races now. What about the two-year-old races on the weekend? What do you make of Shinzo and Steel City? Yeah, Loz, I think both these horses have legitimate claims heading towards the Super on Saturday. We've been speaking about it for a couple of weeks now. It is such an even golden super field this year, I reckon. I think the barriers and track conditions are going to be so crucial to to how it's going to play out. And usually we say the Pago Pago on the Magic Night probably aren't the A-grade form heading towards the Super, but Shinzo's just had this lovely sense of time about him all the way through. Obviously, he debuted late in the season, uh, obviously well into 2023 and, and after Christmas, but... Chris Waller just seems to have him ticking over beautifully. So he's one of those horses can sit in that stalking position in a golden slipper for hot speed and really hit the line nicely. And Steel City, well, she's had no luck whatsoever so far in her career. But Regan Ballas just took all the luck out of the equation there on the weekend, going straight to the front. And she just ran them into the ground, running pretty quick time, obviously several lengths faster than the Colts in the in the Pago Pago. So I'm not discounting her from the calculations as well. So just having a, a very quick look at those replays last night and looking towards the slipper on Saturday, Hard to really stamp one at the moment as a as a pre-race favourite and one you want to be with. It's going to be a very, very even slipper this year, boys. Now, we had another very unfortunate fall at Flemington on Saturday and Jamie Carr and Craig Williams. If you could give us an update there, and I guess uh, with the Jamie Carr fall, that led into the story with In Secret winning the Newmarket Handicap and Dean Holland 
uh, graciously taking the ride and showed a lot of class with his comments afterwards. And that filly, again, up the straight at Flemington, wow. Yeah, she's explosive, isn't she, Jared? And I'm, I'm sure you heard the comments with Dean Holland, like I saw an interview with Bruce McAvaney on, mm. on Saturday. I thought he showed a whole lot of class in those comments. Obviously, he was ecstatic to win his first group one. I think it might have been his first group one in 13 or 14 years. It's been a long, long time to wait. But he wasn't overjoyed or really celebrating because he know he just picked up the ride at the last minute after Jamie Carr's fall. And I found it fascinating that uh, some of the chat after the race about James Cummings going to the jockey's room and spending 25 minutes yeah. with Dean Holland before the race, just going through in secrets replays and talking about the, the filly and how she needs to be ridden, just goes to show that he just goes that extra yard to get the best out of his horses. So that was a really smart play by James Cummings. And she was dominant there on the new market. She loves going down the straight, and she's clearly one of the best racehorses we've got in Australia at the moment around that six furlong mark. Can't wait to see her in the TJ Smith stakes. And just on the fall, well, it was a horrible fall, wasn't it, boys? And um, the latest update is that Craig Williams has actually been discharged from hospital. He needs to go back into hospital tomorrow to have more surgery on a on a broken collarbone and issues around his shoulder. So that's the really good news. And I thought Jamie Carr was the one that we were also worried about on Saturday afternoon. When that news came through that she was drifting in and out of consciousness, my heart sunk, to be honest, because that's a, that was a really worrying sign. But Thankfully, she's been cleared of any major brain injuries. Uh, according to her scan, she's still heavily sedated, I believe, and she won't be riding, obviously, for the next week or two. But that could have been a whole lot worse. So we wish both those jockeys all the best in their recovery this week, and uh, let's hope we can get some more positive news in the next few days. Indeed. Slip a week, mate. It's a big one. We'll chat tomorrow. Yep. See you, boys.